one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, look, listen. At the moment, I do not have the pessipus because I recently moved house. That poor octopus is locked in a box, and whatever, given what happened overnight, I would like to introduce to you the Bad News Bear. That's right, there he is, the Bad News Bear. And just to calm you all down, we can talk to the Bad News Bear, and we can say, Bad News Bear, why are you so sad today? Well, it doesn't make any sense to me that John Moxley would come out with an open contract for the AEW world title, and not one person would try and get a world championship match. I mean, that is ridiculous. I mean, seriously, what are you even talking about, pal? There you go, no more bad. Bad news bear. Hello, my name is Simon from What Culture, and we did just have the go home show for All Out. It was called AEW Dynamite, the extravaganza. I added that last bit in, but let's find out if it gets an up or it gets a down using the finger of power. Let's up those doubts. Moxie was out to start Dynamite, which made all the sense in the world because he is the AEW World Champion. And as of this moment, we didn't have a main event for the pay-per-view. Once again, so many people lost their minds over this. But it's pro wrestling. It happens every single week for the entire year. you got to do different things here and there. Otherwise, it gets so boring. And now that I've got all the information, I will tell you this. I liked it. We were in Chicago, so as soon as Mock did start talking, he got booed. Especially when he was like, oh, I heard they're still mopping CM Punk's body off the canvas last week in Cleveland. And I was like, wait a minute. If you mop somebody's body off the floor, that means you turned them into mush. I don't remember seeing that at all. John also mentioned how Punk back on the indie scene used to be known as the 60-minute man, but that wasn't the case seven days ago. And then he just took out his insult cannon because he said that Frank's got a fragile ego, he's got a fragile mind, he's got a fragile soul, he's got a fragile man, he's got a fragile dog, he's got a fragile fuck. And basically, he absolutely sucks, but he does want to do some fighting. And yes, this is when he pulled out an open contract that was already signed and he threw it on the floor and was like, who wants that? Now, I don't think that's how business decisions work but honestly I did expect like a Looney Tune race to the ring as a bunch of people tried to put their name on this but we didn't get it and yes we're going to talk about that later this was such a good promo though because John Moxie was so wound up and said if you get in the squared circle with me it will be bad for your health so at the moment making him the proper super duper world champion has made all the sense in the world because now he's just like an end of level boss it's also got me excited for the entire episode, so we'd set the scene. 
giving it up. What rocked the most, though, is that after Jonathan had left, Ace Steel got in the ring. And don't worry if you don't know who Ace Steel is, because the commentators let us know. They were like, oh my gosh, it's Ace Steel, not only one of CM Punk's best friends, but also a dude that helped train him. And he picked up this piece of paper and he ran to the back. My word, we should do more of this, because it left you scratching your head going, well, I wonder where this was going to go. Now, it wasn't hard to work out, but it doesn't matter, because it made your eyes interested, and your eyes are the pathway to the soul. I don't know what I'm talking about. We also zoomed backstage where Tony Schiavone was interviewing Chris Jericho because, of course, he is taking on Brian Danielson at All Out. And Chris was basically like, oh, I'm the best wrestler. And if Stu Hart and Owen Hart were still here, they'd look at me and go, Chris Jericho, you're the best wrestler. Maybe they would. This is when Daniel Garcia walked in and said, Chris, I'm so sorry for what I did last week. You're the man, you're the hero, and I must have made a huge mistake. And Jericho said, don't worry, Dan, I love you as well. You are one of the best sports entertainers in the world. And they shook hands, and it kind of looked like they had made up, but there was more to this. We also tied into the next match too, because it was the American Jagan taking on Jake Hagar. I think this may be Jake Hagar's best match ever since he joined AEW. And what I really enjoyed is that in the early going, because Brian Danielson trained in MMA and because Hagar is a literal MMA fighter, they were basically doing mixed martial arts stuff, trying to take each other down. And eventually Brian went, nope, and he did a dive. But he really shouldn't have gone for another one because Jakey Boy grabbed him and he slammed him through Timmy the timekeeper's table. Honestly, that looked pretty sick. Hagar also lost it after this because he chucked Brian right into Rita the ring post and suplexed him in the floor. And then he got back in the ring and he was just punching him in the face, which is when Danielson was like, I don't like this. And he took the big man out with a missile dropkick. Jericho and Regal were also on commentary, which is always a delight. And I think at this point, Danielson and Hagar remembered this. And they were like, oh man, we got to impress our mentors. Because they then started going for these submissions, but every single one was transitioned into something else. It was like watching a snake in the grass. Once again, what am I talking about? The best part was Hagar reversed one of these into a huge power bomb. I was like, oh, he's a strong dude. Which is when from nowhere, Brian Nutt Danielson like rubbed his knee. He ran from the corner. He twonked Jake Hagar right in the face and he scored with the one, two, three. But seriously, you should go and watch this. Very well worked up. 2.0 were out so quick after this, I started laughing to myself. But of course, Wheeler Utah and Claudio Castagnoli came out to balance the books. And after they had all fought to the back, Brian Danielson was left alone in the ring. So Jericho was like, all right. And he took a chair and he was going to wonk him. This thing got really confusing because Garcia came out. He stopped Jericho and was all like, oh, no, you don't need to cheat to win. You're Chris Jericho. But this was a terrible mistake because when Chris did turn back around, he got hit with the big knee too. Afterwards, Danny was all like, oh, no, I shouldn't have done this. Like when you bring your ex-partner to Thanksgiving, that never works out. But once again, we have just gone into tease mode here. So clearly something big is going to happen on Sunday. I don't know what the hell it is. Dynamite then pulled one of those, hey, we're going to go super happy fun times. Because the wingmen were just in the ring. Now, thankfully, they did have a bunch of signs that were saying, we should be on TV more. And I was like, yeah, that's a very good point. I haven't seen you in ages. After they had ranted on the microphone for a little bit too, some brand new music hit. And I processed my brain. I was like, no, I don't know who that is. 
when all of a sudden outstormed W. Morrissey as the commentators were all like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, I think he signed. What? He absolutely murdered these guys, though, and sent them likely right back to dark. When Stokely Hathaway also walked in, he gave Morrissey his card. When Tony Schiavone was like, what is going on here? Stokely was like, don't talk to me. I don't want to talk to you. Now, two things here. One, you got to go see this one choke slam Morrissey did. He held the guy up there for around about 72 years. I mean, I think I was born, I died, and I came back to life again. But also, please, can we establish this Stokely Hathaway group sooner rather than later because we are throwing some really interesting wrestlers in there I just need something I can plug into but I tell you given that I did not have this on my bingo card getting it up Don Callis was then in Will Ospreay's and Aussie Open's locker room just to try and wind Will Ospreay up like it's if you have an older brother and he goes and he pretends to open his can of coke so you as a stupid younger brother open yours and the older brother turns around like I didn't open my can of coke For some reason, that makes you really sad. No, that didn't happen to me. What are you talking about? This was, of course, to set up the fact that we were going to get a little bit of Kenny Omega versus Osprey later. And then we were having a tag team match. Because given that we do have this four-way all-out, it was Sheeda and Tony Storm taking on Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. And if this is a sign of things to come... That match in a few days is going to be pretty damn good. Now, I kind of do feel like we should give the championship back to Sheeta because every single time she's on TV, everybody loves her. Although saying that, in the early going here, it was Tony Storm beating up Britt Baker. So maybe we go in that direction instead. Jamie Hayter didn't like that, of course, so she got involved. And around about this time, the commentators started to go, well, Tony Storm had dental surgery last week. And kind of funnily, that's exactly when Britt starting to work on it now. Tony wonderfully got out of this by using a DDT, and as I say every week, I respect her dedication to this move. She got the tag to Sheeda, that's right, everybody lost their minds. She hit a meteorora, that's when my tum-tum started to say, I think she should be the new AEW champion. She also hit this flying kick on Baker and pulled Hater off the apron, she was like a train. But then Tony Storm did this move, when she like hit the hip attack, and then seamlessly went out of the ring and hit a DDT onto the floor. And I had to watch that twice because it didn't make any sense. It was like two plus two equals potato. I swear during that two, Sheeta must have been eating some power pills because all of a sudden that HP and MP were through the roof. She hit the Kanata, I believe it's called, and then just booted Britt Baker right in the face. And she pinned her for the one, two, three. Now, this does go against my theory that she could become the champion because I imagine there's a reason for that. But this was far better than I was expecting. And it is getting it up. We then got another match for All Out confirmed because it is going to be Kip Sabian taking on Pack for the All-Atlantic Championship. We had a little video here. And I just want to give Kip Sabian a round of applause because he had that box-like structure gimmick for over a year. He kept on going, he kept on going, he kept on going. And now he's getting his reward. And there's a life lesson for us all. We're also in full-on, you've got to buy this show mode. We then cut to Miro after this, who just did a badass promo like he was in this darkened room. And he was just talking like a crazy man. But when he does speak this way, I'm like, Miro, I'll do whatever you want. Eventually, Darby Allen joined him and he's trying to stir the pot by saying, Oh, Buddy Matthews and Brody King, you don't need Malachi Black, he needs you. And this is when Sting entered as well. And he was all like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. (laughs) I I don't know what he's talking about, but who cares, Sting? Yeah. We are, of course, getting this trios match at All Out. And by the time that show is over, if this is not the most fun thing on the card, I will shave my head. 
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. But do not forget, at this point, we still did not know what the main event for Sunday was going to be. However, that was about to change as out came CM Punk. He dropped the line that this wasn't the first time he'd been beaten up in Cleveland, which I think was a reference to his UFC career. And as that has come up, I just want to remind you that sure, Punk did get his ass kicked in both of those fights, but that is completely irrelevant because he can now say till his dying day, I was on the UFC roster. Living your dreams is what's important. If you you do go out there and you drop the ball, it doesn't matter because you gave it a go to begin with. And I truly mean this. I just wanted to get it out there. Anyway, after this, he went into a crazy emotional promo where he said he let his friends down, he let his family down, even name-checked his sister who was in the audience. And that as much as he wanted to be a hero, maybe he had failed. But this is when a steal came back out. He made sure to reintroduce himself, all the crazies on the internet, and he just got so damn passionate. It's like, who are you? You CM Punk, I'm so proud of you. I was your trainer. You better start looking at this in the way you used to look at things, and you better sign that contract. And yes, he dropped the F-bomb too. Whether he meant that or not, I don't know. But I was like, oh man, this is good. I did feel quite mean at first. He was like kicking a man when he was down. He was like, oh, you're lost and your personality stinks. But seriously, A still kind of embodied the best supporting actor here who has to cut the most emotional speech ever because we have to save the world from aliens. 
and there was no aliens here, but if they had come down, I would have bet my ass that Ace Steel would have taken them out. It worked because Punk then lost his mind too and started talking about being born and choked and that to date nobody had killed him and Moxley's not going to be the guy. I'm not going to lie. None of it made any sense, but I don't care because he said it with so much damn power. And then he went into the fans and he signed the contract by saying he will become the new AEW world champion. And I was just throwing bones in my own lounge, which makes no sense because there's nobody here. He also basically said that John Moxley wasn't man enough to murder him, which is a perfectly normal thing to say. And I have not done this justice. You need to hear the delivery and you need to feel that atmosphere. This was CM Punk knowing, well, we're in Chicago and they will back me to the hilt. So if I like times it by seven, we're probably going to create a moment. And that's exactly what we did. It also means that, yes, on Sunday, we are getting Moxley versus Punk round two. And who the hell knows what's going to happen there? I mean, maybe Barney the Dinosaur comes down and he becomes the champion. You certainly couldn't rule it out, but you probably should. And no jokes about it. This is getting one hell of an up. And look, yes, we shall talk about it. There are some people saying, well, why did nobody else try to sign this contract? And look, you are perfectly right. You are perfectly correct. But here's the twist in my world. I don't mean to ruin your day. Wrestling isn't real. Sometimes you do just have to be allowed to take some liberties in order to serve the plot. So liberty away as far as I'm concerned, because if it gets us segments like that, Oodalally. AEW then remembered what had worked before, so they went to Jim Ross and they said, Hey Jim, why don't you do a sit-down interview with Christian Cage and Jungle Boy? So they did. Pretty good. Jungle is just getting better and better at these because he is being given more time to do them and therefore getting the experience. And Christian was all like, Listen man, I'm here to win titles and I'm here to make money. Whereas Boy said, Listen, I love you Christian and I know it's a complicated relationship, it just means it's such a shame that come the weekend, I'm going to have to rip your head off. The best part, though, is that this ended with Jungle Boy saying, well, you're not going to be taking on JB when we do get to Sunday, and you're going to be taking on Jack Perry. And this is something that JR has been advocating for ages, and it does make sense. I tell my girlfriend, Christian is taking on Jungle Boy. She's like, why are you watching cartoons? Once again, this could go either way when we do get to All Out, and this was just very solid. I mean, it was a bit short to give it an up or a down, but yeah, did the job. It was then back to the, where did this come from? Because Wardlow and FTR came out for a very random six-man tag. They were taking on Silius Young, Ren Jones, and Vic Capri. Where did they come from? And honestly, these three dudes got absolutely murked. FTR beat them up for a little bit. They hit the big rig. And then eventually Wardlow did the Powerbomb Symphony. One, two, three. Look, I understand what we were doing here. It was to let you know, oh my gosh, when these guys do get to the pay-per-view, they're a unit and they know what they're doing. Probably would have been fine just doing a video instead. I mean, I'm not really sure you could be happy or sad about this. It's a bit like when I lost my hair. Eventually, you just forget about it. You definitely don't stay up every night crying and wondering why it happened to you. But look, it did the job up. We just kept on going with this main event stuff too. Because then from nowhere, after a break, John Moxley stormed back out. And he was the opposite of happy. Not happy. Because he just grabbed the microphone and said that fine, he will take on this match. But in front of Punk's hometown fans at All Out, he's going to experience more violence than he ever has done in his entire career. 
I totally believed him. Because seriously, these two guys have done a great job in making this feel legit. So when we take everything that happened seven days ago, we take all the promos, and we take the entire storyline, I am going to throw another up in there, because as we said at the start of the show, wrestling just ticks on for 365 days in a 12-month period, so you've got to take some risks. And this feels like a risk, and it feels like a success, and it's getting it up. It also made me start to ponder, well, how does Punk's foot tie into all of this? And that's an absolute bizarre thing to say. When we did go to the back with the Dark Order, who are also struggling with injuries. Because Ten has hurt his knee after their match last week, meaning Evil Uno is going to sub in. But this is when Andrade and Jose turned up, and they just wanted Evil Uno to work for him. And as always, Andrade just throws money at the situation. And when somebody else is like, yeah, I don't really want to have anything to do with you, he's like, what? I don't get it. What is wrong with you? They did do this to Evil Uno, and the best part is when Jose just pulled out Cal Prod in order to stop Ted trying to interfere. And that was such a strange situation. But of course, why do we do this? Because, well, now Ten is out, and Evil Uno is out. And who is John Silver and Alex Reynolds going to team with? I don't want to be a spoiler guy, but it's Hangman Adam Page. They were teasing Hangman Adam Page. This is top-tier storytelling, though, which probably wasn't the same for the next match, because it was announced that we are going to have a casino ladder match at All Out. Because of that, why don't we just take four of the participants and let them go crazy? I am really happy that we did do this, though, because it was Roosh versus Dante Martin versus Wheeler Utah versus Phoenix. And they absolutely killed it. I mean, this was exactly what you think it would be, but it made me feel a warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. Because from minute one to like minute ten, or however long this lasted, they just went move, 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 go, go, go. I mean, they completely destroyed the laws of gravity, but I'm good with it. I mean, Rush and Utah began all this, but it was when Phoenix and Dante Martin got in here where everything just went silly. Like, imagine I said to you, I'm going to give you the power to fly, but also the power to turn everything into a pinning combination you would become one of these folk. I mean, the tope gone hero, the Phoenix hit, didn't make any sense, and everybody was hitting dives. And the best part is that Roosh looked around and he's like, nah, I don't like all this flippy-dippy ship. So he got a camera cable, and he started trying to kill people. There's also this insane spot with a German suplex right off the top rope into a straitjacket pile driver. And that got a 2.99999, as did every single near fall after this. And it left me going, oh, he's going to win. No, I've got it wrong. He's going to win. No, he's going to win. I was like a dog chasing his tail. It did open the door for Dante to go for his nosedive, but somehow Wheels had this scouted. He did this crazy transitional move, and he locked in the seatbelt pin, and he got the one, two, three. Now, once again, I have flown through this. You need to go and watch it, because I tried to do a count, and I'm pretty sure they hit 7,862 moves, and everyone was flubbing brilliant. I mean, how they pulled this off with barely any mistakes, I don't know. And yes, there is going to be a joker in that ladder match. <laughs> Nobody else to put in it. Everybody has been signed, or everybody has been a surprise. So I am intrigued. This is getting it up. And then the Dark Order did get Adam Page. Because we were backstage with Silver and Reynolds and they were all like, well, we have to have a three-on-two match. That's what we'll do. They weren't that depressed, but I just wanted to get the vibe across to you. When the cowboy walked in and said, I want this to be the best moment of your careers. So if I have to stand in, I will. 
And he did kind of sound like that too. He's such a damn hero. So there's nothing too surprising here, but it does fit together like a puzzle. Because of course, you just know the final is going to be the Elite versus the Dark Order or Hangman facing off against his former friends. It's just perfect. Poor Excalibur then had to announce everything that's happening on Rampage, everything that's happening on All Out, and everything that may be going down next week. And given that there's 11 matches at the pay-per-view, 14 if you can include the pre-show, let's all get up and just give a round of applause to Excalibur. I was laughing at this because it was just so fast. And at one point, you even heard him go, because of course he did. You need oxygen to survive. I don't know how he does it. It also meant it was time for our main event, the Elite versus the United Empire. And my expectations were already pretty high, given who was involved. But holy crap, dude, they exploded that, and they took it to another galaxy. I don't think I'm ever going to get over it. Don Callis is also on commentary and made it very clear the reason Kenny Omega's shoulder brace is gone is because he is making his way back to 100%. And I'm very much enjoying this narrative. He's like the Terminator. And then we weren't standing on ceremony here, Mr. Wayne, because the first two people in the ring were Ken and Will Ospreay. Somebody pulled the go trigger. They went at it. And it was beautiful. So somebody needs to book this one-on-one in either AEW or New Japan ASAP. And the tag clacks and ha went off really quickly. Because soon the Young Bucks and Aussie Open were in there too. Everyone was just fighting. The Jacksons soon sent the Australians to the outside. And Kenny and Megan joined them all as well. That's when Will Ospreay went for this sky twister press thing. Which was nonsense. And by the time they were scrapping on the rampway. Matt Jackson looked around. Who's was like, I think I can dive off this. And he did pretty damn good. The crowd was also going crazy by this point, as was I, which do not forget is very strange because once again, it's just me screaming in my living room, which is not a normal thing to do. It was like they were leveling up in real time and they were just coming up with brand new maneuvers. I mean, they were just slamming kicks, cutters, suplexes and hurricane ranas by the time when Osprey went for the Sasuke special and Kenny grabbed him and gave him a dragon suplex on the floor. I was like, that's it. They've done it. They've completed wrestling. There's nothing else for them to do. Aussie Open where they're getting theirs because they gave Omega a delayed vertical suplex off the top rope, which was quite incredible. This is when Will Ospreay grabbed the compression vest on Omega and he ripped it off. And I went, <gasps> I can tell you that I've been alive on this planet for a good while. And it was the first time in 2022 that a compression vest got removed. And I went, oh no. They really did kick the crap out of him too as we continue to sell this idea that Kenny is at 100%. But that doesn't matter because you know who he had in the corner. And Nick Jackson, and he tagged Mickey Baby in. And once again, he just went so insane. He hit so many moves, including this incredible springboard. I've said it once, I'll say it twice. I don't know how he does it. In fact, it would probably be quicker to tell you what he didn't do. And I watched it a couple of times and I did not see him eat a donut. Otherwise, everything's up for grabs. It was then just hilarious because everybody was in the ring smashing out moves. And at one point, the Young Bucks were going for the Meltzer driver when Will Ospreay cut them off with an Oscar. Now, I do believe this was a wink, wink, nudge, nudge back to their PWG days. But who cares? You could do it every single week. Now I'm going to pop. There was then double and triple suplexes, a V-trigger combo, an indie taker, and a spike path driver. And this is when Carl Flex was like, oh, no, something bad is happening to me. He then got wham with more super kicks. He got hit with the V-trigger when Kenny grabbed him and gave him the one-winged angel. One, two, three. These guys are going through to the final, but there was no winners and losers 
here. It was just terrific and crazy pro wrestling. And I know some people don't like this stuff. You don't have to. But if you do, you have to find the time to see it. These are six incredible human beings. They are getting it up. Which also brought us to the end of AEW Dynamite. And beforehand, Tony Khan said this was going to be a brilliant go-home show. And he wasn't wrong. I do have to hold my hands up and say that AEW lets nothing breathe. And it's probably something that they have to look into going forward. But we are positive Pete's here on this show. We're not negative Nancy's. And if you just sit down and watch it as two hours of pure entertainment, I don't see how you couldn't smile. It is getting it up. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.